Hello. Hello. And welcome to Two Players <laughs> with Mike and Dave. Okay, good. <laughs> Today we're going to bring you another news-focused news? episode because uh, it's what we do now. We do news-focused episodes and deep dives, so get used to it. I'm sorry, that was a little mean of me. I hope you guys like this news. We're going to bring you some news and opinions. We're going to give you some facts. We're going to talk about some stuff. Dave's not peppering anything, and he hates this opening. He always hates all my openings. I just don't know what you want from me here, but... I got got nothing, nothing. That's fine. (laughs) I feel like you're waiting for me to jump in. I'm always waiting for you to jump in. You're the host. (laughs) Start acting like it. So, a little bit of fun fun news, I guess. Something I thought was interesting is... Uh, a Madden championship has been won. Raydel Joke Brito, uh, apologies if I didn't say his first name correctly, has won this year's Madden Bowl, uh, which comes with a $65,000 grand prize by... That's pretty impressive. ...not using a single pass play. All he did was run the ball the entire game. He used no recognizable quarterback. He spent all his money on the rest of the team, including mostly a staggering defense, what which do you I mean thought was really cool. What do you mean he spent the money on... Is it like a little spent when he built up his team? It's like a salary cap thing. I believe it's like a salary cap team and you do your dream team. Gotcha. Weird. I have never been in the Madden Bowl, unfortunately, because I'm unfortunately (laughs) not very good at Madden. Although I like them. Because you can't successfully pass anyway in Madden. (laughs) No, I cannot. (laughs) So what does this mean to you, Mike? I just thought it was really interesting that someone and gives me hope (laughs) that you can win a game of Madden without passing the ball. That unlike in real real football with real players and real human beings, uh, a game can be won just based on stats alone with just having the overall better team in terms of, of their stats in terms of, all right, I have the best defense. It is unequivocally a mathematical fact that this defense is the best. This running back is the best. It is just a fact. My kicker is the best kicker on special teams in the league. Now I'm going to win. And it doesn't matter that I'm the best football (laughs) player because you can have the greatest quarterback in the world. If your overall is not the 98 that mine is, you're not going to win, I guess. And I think that's really interesting. How, but you're making it sound like it's a good thing. Like you sound like you're pro 90s Yankees right now. I, I just think it's very and, Moneyball. And I just think it's really interesting. I don't know what this in terms of video games. I, I think like it might be an interesting opposite thing. Moneyball, though. <laughs> but that was Brad Pitt's whole thing. I is I like the stats not. have to matter. Sure. I think the bigger news out of this is that Madden sounds like it's broken. Like I didn't, I didn't read this article, so I, I don't have any real input. I suppose you, that sounds broken. To me. You're not wrong about that. I mean, that is not the best thing to show off for your game, which I don't think Madden's necessarily showing off for their game. Well, I Mad- think it Madden prides happened. themselves in being like a real sim, right? This isn't NFL blitz. Like they consider themselves like, a quality football sim and that's they have a monopoly on it so you can't really compete with them (laughs) exact sure Um, (laughs) so i think that's a big problem i don't disagree with that i in terms of that i think that's true it's like what like it's like bo jackson and what was it tecmo bowl back in the day (laughs) like you could just run back and forth up the field all you wanted with him and he couldn't be stopped so that game was broken Tech Mobile was broken, Mike. <laughs> I think it was Tech Mobile. Am I right about that? Do you know offhand? Um, that sounds right. I think I think it was. I mean, I know in certain Maddens, I've made my own custom characters that are unstoppable monsters, seven foot tall, 
running backs who can't be tackled where people get injured just running into them. But yes, that in that in sense of that, like, yeah, you can break Madden, <laughs> but this is characters that have been established and created by the programmers and people that make Madden that that judge each player's stats. And I don't know what the process is that goes into how they get each player's stats from the NFL league that year. I don't know if the NFL has a hand in that. I agree. You shouldn't be able to, although this is only, I think they only play one single game, right? It's just a tournament. I have no idea. I told you this games. is all brand news to me. So I don't think they play entire seasons of Madden. No, I have to imagine they don't. So, I mean, can I, you win with just a really good couple running backs and never throwing a passing play? I think it might be unlikely, but possible if you have the best in the league. I mean, there, his, it was mostly you, his defense that was you, the best. Stats. What do you mean? Is it possible? We just what we're talking about is the fact that it is possible. I mean, it's in, been in, done <laughs> in real football. Is that possible? Like you just have the best running back and, and your quarterback is OK. You just have the best running backs, but your defense also doesn't allow anyone to score. I'm sure there's like a, some historical anomaly in the NFL where somebody has happened. won. Right. Without definitely without completing a pass. I'm almost positive. I don't know if they've never thrown a pass. There's definitely been no NFL team that did not throw a single pass all season <laughs> and won the Super Bowl. That's what you're saying. Yeah, but I don't think he's doing it all season. I think if it was if it took an entire season, I think that story would probably change. Uh, who knows? Exactly. Bo Jackson could do it every game in Tech Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was really interesting. And uh, I was thinking a little bit back to the last Madden game we played together, which was what 18 was the last one we both had. Um, I don't know. They all run together. I just remember that. I just every time I play first quarter. All right. Second, third, fourth quarter. Every pass is an interception. I have no choice but to run the ball. And that gives me hope, Dave. Well, that's that because that's because you're not reading the defense. <laughs> I mean, I'm not here to brag, but I mean, I definitely play on all Madden. Or at least I did when I played. <laughs> <laughs> and I went like. I think I was like uh, nine and seven my last season, something like that. On all Madden, that's pretty good. That's fantastic. To me. I'm I'm great. <laughs> so are we getting 21 then? Are we getting 21? No, probably not. It, like I said, if it if it's like <laughs> a if it looks really good, sure, why not? Just for a showcase. I'm kind of over the Madden games. One thing I like about Madden is they're on the EA vault, so I can get them eventually, no mm -hmm. matter what. Yeah. I do I have heard that the Madden, unless they sign a new contract, Madden does not have the exclusive NFL franchise rights coming up very soon. So we can start to see maybe 2K's take on Madden or on, uh, or I'm sorry, on the NFL. Yeah, what's up with that? Was that a rumor or was that official that 2K is making a football game? I think that's a rumor, but that could be, maybe they're just getting ready and maybe they're going to maybe release it with teams that aren't necessarily NFL, quote unquote, but they're just getting ready for the fact that Madden might soon not have the exclusive license. Because who knows if the NFL and Madden will just sign another extended deal. But for right now, it looks like it's not going to continue exclusively. Sorry, I'm digging deep here. Do it. Um, yeah, NFL and 2K definitely signed a new partnership. Nice. So Madden shouldn't be the exclusive. Let's see. It says they're going to be centered on fun, approachable, and social experiences. 2K yep. Blitz. <laughs> so the upcoming NFL 2K games are described as non-simulation football titles, um, which is definitely an indicator that they will be different than the Madden games. Uh, credit to the Washington Post for this information I'm bringing you right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I mean, I kind of like that because I do enjoy the NFL Blitz games. So arcade football games aren't not fun. But, you know, 2K games, their NBA games are heralded as like the best. And I've only briefly played one of them. Um, it was a free game one month and I, I downloaded it. I want to say it was 18 I have. I should go back and play it more because it was really fun, but it was less NBA Jam, more a game of basketball. It was really interesting. And I know everyone else thinks that 2K games are really, really good. So 2K, I believe, is like the premier basketball game right now, right? Because EA's, what was it, live or whatever they call it now? EA's live is usually not well reviewed lately. Yeah, they've been awful for the past like five years. I think they even like canceled the last one midway through I, I might be making that up i don't know check the washington post i'm not sure <laughs> um but i'm pretty sure that they've had a lot of issues on the ea side which is why i'm really happy actually to see that even if it's just a arcade game to see that there's gonna be a little bit of competition on the uh football market again because nothing new's happened in madden in a long time at least you know that's not surface level stuff so no yeah First person mode. All right, this game we're gonna have new footprints. It's just like they're the First only game in person town. Mode, Mike. That was like PS2. Move on. <laughs> That's PS3. <laughs> Probably. But it's just like it's always one new iteration that's like added to it because they are not competing with anybody, and that's not how innovation works. Sure. Also, didn't I read that this is completely off subject? Did I read that MLB The Show is coming to Xbox in 2021? That would be awesome, but I have not heard that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a first-party PS4 game, PlayStation game. I'm pretty sure I read that. One sec, I'm going back to the Washington Post. <laughs> <laughs> MLB The Shows are really fun. As of December 15th, 2019, our friends at Polygon.com said MLB The Show going to other consoles could be 2021's biggest story. So, yeah, it sounds like they're going to other consoles. I don't feel like reading the actual article here. That makes sense. I don't understand why Major League Baseball has been so okay with their number one thing being on just PlayStation. I mean, granted, it's the money, 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 money. (laughs) Sony's a big company with a lot of dollars to spend and PlayStation is the biggest console around. So it makes sense. But we had spread that love. We had the MLB 2K series for a while. Um, I think they've been gone for like three years now. They've been gone for a little while. We got, was it the Home Run Derby game? Arcade game, I believe, had real teams. Oh, I don't, I don't fuck with any of those. I see like MLB Slugfest or something came out this week. No idea. <laughs> don't care. I, I, I didn't play. I don't know if it's real teams. Or All not, the but. RBI baseball games are terrible. Just <laughs> give me a real baseball sim. <laughs> so yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. Or give me Super Mario Super Sluggers. I'll be fine with that too. <laughs> do, 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 do. Is that your page break? Oh, we could use it as my page break. <laughs> <laughs> if I find out that's Morse code, flip the page. I'm going to be really upset with you. <laughs> what do you got next, Dave? <laughs> uh, we've got game, a couple game announcements. Paper Mario, the Origami King. Oh, you want to talk about that? That's fine. That's Go fine. for it. So Dude, You're the host. <laughs> Nintendo announced this week that Paper Mario is making a return in Paper Mario Origami King. It's going to come out July 17th. It looks really, really fun. I guess it's more action-oriented. I haven't played the last couple of Paper Marios. They've all been bad. Have they? I've heard they haven't been great. They haven't been well-reviewed. The GameCube one was awesome. I played one on 3DS, which was garbage. But I 
love Paper Mario. Thousand on... Year Door was the GameCube one. So yeah. That one was great. Nintendo 64 had one, I believe. Yes. Which was awesome. Amazing. The GameCube one was really fun. And I really enjoyed it. It was turn-based combat, but it was turn-based combat that I enjoyed, which was surprising. But I guess after like the Wii uh, had action-based combat, which this is also going to be. So I'm interested to see how that translates. Because I don't know. I obviously like the style of Paper Mario, but I also really enjoyed the combat. So am I going to not like Paper Mario a little bit more because it's now action-oriented, which is generally what I like? Honestly... I remember really loving the GameCube one, but there's something about the Paper Mario series to where it's all just like water running off me in the shower. Like, I know I played it. I know I beat it. Don't really remember anything about the game other than like the action prompts when you're attacking, like to to boost your damage or whatever. So like you choose an attack and then right before your hammer hits, you can press X or whatever that, yeah. to to get a critical or to increase your chances of a critical or whatever it was. I also think, I also think you had a, a little Goomba girl as a partner and a shy Koopa. But again, I'm not really, it all just blends together. I don't remember any of them. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that they're the most memorable experiences. They're Nintendo games. They're Mario games. They don't have the greatest stories in the world. They're like little cartoons, but they, I bet you you had to save a princess at some point. I'm sure you did. In this one, you have to save princess peach again, but she's made of, Origami. origami. <laughs> uh, but one the of the things I did love dimension. about I did love about Paper Mario is you were always teamed up with not just good guys, but also Goombas, Koopas, shy guys. I mean, I believe in this one you're gonna have King Koopa as one of your party members as well. It's a it's a much more spread out. I guess to give you more of a selection for your party, uh, much more spread out, more diverse. Who's who of Mario Bros, which I think is really interesting. And it's always really tongue in cheek and really, I don't know, just cute and lighthearted and nice and funny. It's a, it's a nice break from, and I'm sure in June and July, we're going to be going from Last of Us to Ghost of Tsushima. So it's it's a nice break from the gloom of, of darker storylines. Every once in a while, it's good to play just a Nintendo game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a problem when you try to Google a game, Harvest Moon, massive franchise. You try to Google Harvest Moon, the first thing that pops up is Neil Diamond. <laughs> so that's because Harvest Moon has become Stardew Valley now. No one, no one cares about Harvest Moon. Well, there's a new one coming out. Oh, okay. I care now. <laughs> I wanted to get you the release date here, but I can't find it. All I know is that uh, Neil Young has a great music video here available on Spotify, released in 1992. Folk rock. <laughs> Harvest Moon One World will be released. Hey, Harvest Moon, get your shit together. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, it's coming out. Nintendo Switch this year. Not much did they say about it at all. Nothing better than listening to your favorite podcasters Google things. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, so Harvest Moon's just coming out, and it's just nothing been told. It's coming out this year. Have you played any Harvest Moons before? A couple back in the day. I was really into. While. I was really into the one on the original Game Boy, and I've never been able to get into one since then. But the one on the original Game Boy, you know, early '90s was my jam. <laughs> I, I always liked the concept of Harvest Moon. I think Harvest Moon is the main reason I wanted to play Stardew Valley, mm -hmm. and Stardew Valley is just fantastic. And I really enjoyed my time with Stardew Valley, and 
I stopped playing Stardew Valley. I do want to go back to it. And I know it's got the multiplayer mode now. So once you get to year two of Stardew Valley, it kind of loses its pizzazz because you have all these sprinkler systems. You don't have to do anything like to your actual farm. And once you know what crops to plant, it's like, okay, it's strawberries all day. That's all I'm planting in the summer because that's all the that's where the best yield is. And the relationship stuff I didn't really care about, like with the villagers and stuff. Villagers stuff's okay. I enjoyed the the mining that they added to it that made it exciting to go down to the mines and some of the new locations and it was just a, a bigger, a slightly bigger world to explore, but it was nothing groundbreaking for like in terms of like what Harvest Moon did. I think the was, mining stuff was in the dungeon was right. What's that? Was that supposed to be a pun? Maybe. I don't think it was. It wasn't. But if you like it, it will be. You were sitting on gold and you didn't even realize it. <laughs> that was a pun. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but I, I really like Stardew Valley. So I think if Harvest Moon learns from some of that, which Stardew Valley clearly learned most of their stuff from Harvest Moon, could get a good game coming out. But the fact that they haven't really said much about it and we're just learning about it now on Google today, now, mm, I don't know. I've known about it. It's been in my my orbit for a while. <laughs> I've been aware of it like off to the side, but I wasn't sure of the specifics there. Yeah, I might pick it up because it seems like it'd be a good Switch game, but I just didn't like all the 3D ones because they started to get like into like the fairies and stuff like to. I don't know, you find like shrines in the woods to like pray for your crops to grow and stuff. And I'm like, I'm, I don't care about this. <laughs> That's how you do it, Dave. Got a little too lame i guess I don't know. that's probably not the best word for it but yeah harvest moon get your get your shit together i should be able to find out about your brand new game without having to dig through two pages of google when I, mean, I think you just want farming simulator 2021 to come out i've never played a farming simulator game Me but i'm either. sure they're great but i'd I like to play one i think one's available on ps plus right now i believe it is so pick it up mike i was thinking about it because every <laughs> time i see it on sale i'm like it might be a good just relaxing time when you're <laughs> late at night and don't want to play an actual game. All right, you're up. If you're if we're gonna just pass it back and forth, if that's your strategy here. I know it wasn't my original strategy, but I guess we can. So 2K is gonna release 93 games over the next five years, which is really a staggering amount of games. And it's not like, okay, maybe they're all mobile games. But they broke that down. It's gonna be 63 core experiences. Uh, 17 mid-core games. No idea what that is. Maybe that is like double-A games like Tech Romancer and stuff like that. Things you could consider quote-unquote budget games. And 12 casual or arcade titles. And those might fall under mobile or under the like the Switch or Xbox Live Arcade kind of categories of just like indie games coming out that are fun to play that are just like tiny or tiny versions of actual franchise. But the 63 core games is a, a, a lot of games and you never really think of take two as a big company such as like ea games because that seems like an ea games about 63 core games but obviously a lot of people believe that that part of that's going to be grand theft auto 6 obviously their yearly nba games maybe that arcade nfl game but that's pretty cool they did say, they did mention on their the same report where they talk about that that the next year or so is going to be pretty light on 2k games on account of the uh COVID but the four years after that, that the four years <laughs> after that, you're going to get some games. They did say starting about this fall, it's going to start to slow down for them, though. For a little bit. Yeah, I don't even know how to wrap my head around this. It sounds I feel like I'm 
I guess I don't know how big Take Two is. I know 2K and Rockstar fall into them. I'm not sure what their other studios are. No, me neither. I just I didn't expect them to be as big. Like that seems like an EA, maybe Ubisoft number for me. That seems even bigger than EA or Ubisoft to me. Um, it says 47 from existing franchises and 46 new IP. That's a lot. I guess <laughs> there's something that I don't understand here. This is not this is not news until I dig deeper here. I feel like these are mostly going to be mobile games, Mike. Again, I, I don't know for sure, but. I, I feel like they're going to be all mobile games. Gotta be. Gotta be. I don't know. It's just a staggering, staggering number of games. I hope that they're good games. <laughs> I'm sure those 46 existing IPs are just going to be remasters on the next gen consoles. <laughs> well, speaking of remasters, did you hear about the new trilogy of remasters coming out? The Mafia trilogy? Mafia trilogy. I did. So Mafia is coming out with their trilogy of games coming out, I believe, in August. And Mafia 1 is going to be completely remastered with new missions. Uh, all new graphics. It's going to look like a brand new game, which is really cool because I never beat Mafia, but I did play a decent amount of it, and I really loved Mafia 1. Mafia 2 will be reworked, so it will be up to the current graphics. I'm a little on the fence about Mafia 2 because on the computer, I played the demo, and it was a really beautiful, fun game. My brother had it and loved it, but then I bought it on the original Xbox, and it was such a terrible port the controls didn't work. The gameplay wasn't good. The graphics were not just a down version of the actual game, but recreated in these terrible like Nintendo 64 type graphics that it was unplayable. So I'm hoping that it's more like the computer game that I remember seeing and playing a little bit of uh, years and years ago. And then obviously you get Mafia 3 thrown in there, which is a newer game. So that's not going to be reworked. It's just going to be, hey, and then you get Mafia 3 as part of the bundle. I'm really excited because I like old school, like 1950s, 1940s mafia things and movies like The Godfather. When did uh, Mafia 3 come out? I want to say two years ago. Oh, I, w- I was under the impression that that was getting some sort of treatment as well. I'm really excited about being able to play in that kind of world because I loved not just Mafia 3, but a game that related, I think, console games that were really good that I don't think got enough credit were the Godfather games. Yeah, it was October 7th, 2016. Yeah. Four years ago. I don't know what they're doing for it in this definitive edition, edition though. Yeah, who knows? Probably just like include the DLC and everything. That'd be neat. But I just remember loving Godfather 1 and 2 as well on the consoles. Especially Godfather 2 with its free roaming uh, 1950s Miami setting. Being able to take over different places. Being able to make peace with different family members while subverting others. And then finally turning your back on the other family members and taking control of Miami all within the setting of the original, uh, the second Godfather film. I just thought that was really cool. And I love the open world aesthetic, which mafia had as well with a more enclosed, more mindset of you have to complete these missions. It really sets you on a determined path that stopped you from just going about and fucking around for 50, 60, 70, 80 hours, which we talk about it before. We don't need that many open world games or we're just, ugh, just give us missions. Let's play the story. <laughs> and Mafia is kind of like that, but with a faithfully recreated 
you know, period setting, which I really enjoyed. I don't know if you did you ever play any of the other mafia games? Nope. I've got nothing to say here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I gotta say. I'm really excited about it. I'm I'm hoping they're gonna be a really fun time. Uh I like the fact that Mafia One's all new graphics, which look beautiful by the way, and the new missions. So I'm very excited to go back to it and play through it as if it were new. And then uh I'm very interested to see how Mafia 2 plays as well. And Mafia 3, I know it got a lot of bad rap, bad uh, reviews and stuff like that. But I was always interested to try it. So if it's part of a pack that includes two other games that I know I like, I'm more apt to try that one as well. Or apt to try that one. Yeah, I'm, I was very confused when I was reading the article about the Mafia trilogy because it sounds like you can buy the trilogy now, like this minute, and get access to 2 and 3, and then you'll have access to 1 when it comes out. Or you could buy them all as standalone games for 30 bucks each or something. Like it, it sounded confusing when I read the article this morning. So hopefully it's not. <laughs> Good luck, listeners. So, yeah, Mafia 2 and Mafia 3 definitive editions are available today. Whoa. Um, the 2000 Mafia 2 definitive Definitive edition is a remaster of the 2010 game. Bum, 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 bum. Same graphics, 2016 version, and comes with all the games DLC for the Mafia 3. Yeah. 30 bucks each. We're going to bundle of both games for 60, which will come with the free uh, copy of Definitive Edition Mafia 1 when it releases in August. Nice. Cute. So it sounds like you can get in there right now if you wanted to, Mike. I'll go to play Man Eater. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, got, I got some other games to play, but, you know, as we get further along in the year and things start to slow down, I might pick that one up. I got some sad news for all you Kerbal Space Program loving folk out there. I know it's got quite a fan base. I've always wanted to try it myself. It looks funny and silly and kind of fun and spacey mathematic. It has now been delayed until probably next year. It was supposed to be due between late this year and March of 2021. And now it's definitely not coming out till fall of next year, probably at some point. It just got delayed, obviously, due to the constraints of COVID-19. They can't work on it the way they want to work on it. It's going to take a little longer to get out there to players. That's a bummer. Yeah. You got anything else video game related to say something about? Um, Let's see. The uh, Epic Mega Sales going on currently. Oh, yeah. Um, what are they? Uh, what are they selling? Everything, Mike. What? Everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, if you uh, if you use the Epic Store on the PC, uh, right now, like anything you buy that costs more than $15, you get a $10 off, $10 off coupon. Nice. So it's up to 75% off, which is pretty good. And they're doing free games. Uh, so right now, Grand Theft Auto is free. Grand Theft Auto 5 is free, which is pretty cool. Um, by the time you're listening to this, it's no longer free. I think at 11 a.m. on the 21st. It's no longer available for free. Whoa. I've heard that crashed Epic's Game Store. It did um, for like over 12 hours. Not just Game Store. I think even like Fortnite and all their online services went down because of it, which is insane that people still want to play Grand Theft Auto 5 so bad. I'll tell you what. I've got it on PlayStation 4. Do I have on PlayStation 4 maybe? I've definitely got it on Xbox 360 and Xbox One. And I still want to get it on PC because all the fun mods and stuff that you can get on it are just really enhance the game well it's free so why have, why haven't you done it yet i'm lazy dude <laughs> yeah i downloaded it yesterday so i have it on nice. pc now as well i know there's a mod to make you your one of your guns a humpback whale mod that turns everything you shoot into a humpback whale 
which seems pretty funny to me. Nice. Um, so yeah, even though GTA will no longer be available when you're listening to this, they do have a new game going up for free. No idea what game it is. It's a mystery game, according to the Epic Game Store right now. So we'll find out tomorrow. But if it's it's not going to be the same caliber as GTA because that's a caliber all its own. But who knows? You might get something good there. I'm intrigued. I mean, I think Epic Game Store is doing a lot to shake it up, which they had even said originally. It's it's been just Steam, 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 Steam. And they got Epic Game Store. That's really hopefully Steam will start putting out like maybe free monthly games and stuff like that. I know Steam does do a good job on on putting games up for sale constantly. Yeah. But just having more competition can only make for a better PC game marketplace. No, I mean, Epic has been doing wonderful things across the board. Um, A lot of companies, like if they have a game as successful as Fortnite, you would see them kind of hoarding that money sitting (laughs) on it. But Epic seems like they're doing a ton to to help video games across the board, not just them, whether it be, you know, making Unreal free to develop on their game store. Obviously, this new thing with their Epic online services, I I'm pretty sure like any company right now can use their online services to like allow cross play and cross progression and all that stuff. So a lot of cool stuff there. Very cool. Very cool. We talk about Ghost of Tsushima. Tsush. <laughs> on last week's episode and how the video was coming out. It's come out now. We both watched it. You're talking about the uh, state of play. The state of play. The PlayStation state of play. How do you feel about Ghost of Tsushima now? Uh, it looks cool. I wish I didn't watch the video. I mean, I knew I was going to be playing the game anyway. So I feel. I have higher expectations now that I've seen the video because it was really good. I would have rather gone in with those low expectations. (laughs) But yeah, it looks interesting. It looks really fun. It looks like a world I can get lost in. (laughs) I don't know. How do you feel about it? I really enjoy the, I mean, A, it looks a little bit like a Japanese version of Red Dead Redemption 2, which... Uh, I, I feel uh, like you're going to get a little negative here. No, I'm super into it. I really love Red Dead Redemption 2. Get a little negative for me, Mike. I thought it was really cool how... Tell me what wasn't cool first. What was your least favorite thing about the state of play? Ooh, do you want me to go a little negative? Least favorite thing about the state of play. Best thing was the fox. Well... Let's start with that. <laughs> I can't think of anything that I didn't like that they brought up during the state of play. Again, I was excited for this game before and I'm more excited about it now. I, I think it's really cool and I didn't realize it originally how the ghost of Tsushima is you. That I kind of got from the last trailer that came out, but that you play as two different versions. You can play as the ghost of Tsushima or you play as your honorable samurai self. And there are two different ways to play the game. Yeah, it's just play style. It's right. You're not two different characters. You're not two different characters. Yeah, it's like one is a dishonorable, almost a ninja, and the other is an honorable samurai. And they they look very different. And although I'd like to play as a samurai, it looks like I'm going to be playing as the ninja because I don't think I'll be good with the timing that the samurai requires. Yeah, I don't think that it's much of a spoiler to say, and this might not even be a spoiler because it might not be what the game is. When I heard the name Ghost of Tsushima, I assume that you are a samurai whose village gets burned to the ground and you're out for revenge. You are the ghost. Cause you're the ghost of Tsushima. the village of Tsushima. I would assume. <laughs> is that the case for the game? I believe it is. Yeah, yes. You are definitely the ghost for sure. I don't know if they completely, the Mongols completely take over, but it seems like they mostly take over. Hmm. 
but I think it's cool. It looks like it's got a mix of obviously Red Dead Redemption in terms of the open world style and, and how you play in the open world. But combat almost seems a little bit Batman-y in terms of using the uh, the fear against the other enemies, which I thought was really cool. Well, that's only one style. They didn't show much of the samurai's fighting style, right? It was all the, the ghost that the, we saw. The ghost was longer because he was sneakier. The samurai was just slash, slash, slash. Mm. Everyone's dead. And I didn't quite understand what, obviously I had this meter on the bottom of the screen and he took out his katana and killed him in one hit and I didn't quite understand what was going on. But all I knew was I'm probably not going to be that good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's just like a parry button or something. I like that black and white filter you could put on like the samurai uh, grainy old movie filter. I thought that was cool too. I don't think I'll play with that on, but it's neat. I probably will. Like not the whole game, but every part of it. Once, once I get to a village, throw it on. <laughs> I like the fact that, and they didn't talk about it in the state of play, but I read that when you turn the Japanese language on, which they do mention you could turn Japanese language on, it's not just, oh, they're speaking Japanese. Which I will be doing. They're speaking ancient Japanese. The Japanese actors had to actually learn pronunciation for words from feudal Japan to be able to present an actual Japanese language that would be from that time. Well, they better have, because I'm going to know if, they, <laughs> right. if they're phoning it in. It's just, I think that's, <laughs> from a, like a history kind of nerd kind of perspective, I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's and cool. And I think that's really interesting. I will also probably be playing with the Japanese voices on. Yeah, I mean, it's, if a game give what's the other game that gave you that option recently? I can't remember. I definitely played a game with subtitles recently because they, it was the recommended way to play. Sounds vaguely familiar. Sure. Sekiro. Oh, yep, yeah. yep. But I thought that was really neat, and I, I'm really excited for this game. I think the art style is cool. I like the ability to find dyes and stuff, too. Not just your armor has stats, but then you can dye your armor and make it different colors and more like you. I think that's all really cool. I like the fact that waypoints are the wind, so it really integrates waypoints and the UI and the HUD to seem less part, like less gamey. And more part of the story. Yeah. I mean, the HUD that we saw, at least that I remember seeing was like three spots on the bottom of your screen. Other than that, it was pretty barren. Yeah. Which is not much. I'm into. I like the idea of following the wind or the the forest animals coming out and kind of like giving you hints about where to go. Seems very cinematic. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan. (laughs) Biggest. Everyone, everyone tells me. (laughs) They say, Dave, how are you the biggest fan? I say, I don't know. I'm just the biggest. Anything else? No, I got nothing. All right. I guess I'll be introducing my segment that I'm going to be calling. I guess I call it Road to Valhalla. I can't think of a better name. Basically, I told said in the last episode, I'm going to start playing the Assassin's Creed games. From where I left off to where I am. Ugh. And it's yes, it's not the. So I've started playing Black Flag again. And I got to say, Dave, it's it's been a rough experience. You always used to tell me that Assassin's Creed was not good. It's not good. And I love the original Assassin's Creed, but this is the first time I'm playing Assassin's Creed where I'm, I'm playing it. I'm like. Can they fix this? How have they not fix this by now? And I've I've beaten a good 40, 50 percent of this Black Flag game story wise. I'm just like this game is broken in so many ways. And it just reminded me of the original games that were also the same way. But they were more forgivable because it was an older generation and they were the first iterations of it. And it's like playing this game for the first time ever. I saw it kind of through your eyes where I was just like, this sucks. This sucks. 
This is bad. Pirates are cool. This is bad. This is bad. Ugh. You're gonna you're gonna stick with the road to Valhalla? I'm gonna stick with the road to Valhalla. You're gonna just skip to Odyssey, maybe? No. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm in it. <laughs> I was the combat's just not fun. It's trying to be Batman, but it's not quite Batman. And this is after they added like the counter system and the parry system and all that. And it's just really broken. The camera views don't focus on any enemies. So you find yourself fighting the top of your head half the time when you're when you're doing a, a fight against eight people where you're going to die if you don't see where they're coming from. There are so many glitches when you're parkouring and the parkour in Assassin's Creed is great. I love it, but it doesn't work. You jump off of things you don't mean to jump off of and you climb on things you don't mean to climb off of. And it's just, come on. But then you get to be a pirate. And then you have story missions to do. But fuck them. You're a pirate. The pirate game is so perfect. It's, it's honestly, if you didn't have to every once in a while jump on another boat to attack people with your terrible combat, it would be the perfect game. And it just reminded me of when you said that you can't wait for Skull and Bones to come out, which is a pirate game. I, I can see why, because I spent hours pirating again. Just being like, I don't want to go back to the main story. And I know you played Assassin's Creed, but I don't know how far you got or if you really ever did more than pirate. I was a, if you're asking me how far into Black Flag I got. Yeah. Or just what your experience was playing the game. I did a handful of story missions and then I did every possible thing I could do on the boat until I ran out of stuff to do. But I couldn't do all of it because they wanted me to go back on land. And then I just stopped playing because <laughs> I wanted to be a pirate. <laughs> uh, just the pirate stuff is so good. And the stories, there's really not much of a story in this game. In the other games, everything you were doing was to lead you to an artifact in the present day that would save the world. And in this game, you're a person in a lab playing a video game. But you are playing a video game. Like, what's my connection here? What am I looking for? The observatory. What does the observatory do? It's like, I have no clear information. No one knows what the observatory does. It's all very vague. I'm playing a video game in a video game. It's like, I have no connection to this. And if you're not in like cities, like I went to Havana, which was cool. You go to Havana very early, don't you? What? You go to Havana very early. You do you? early in the game, but then you leave it. And I feel I, like I went to Havana. Yeah. I went back to Havana to complete all the missions and stuff. Chase musical notes. There were, there were some shanties I wanted. I only had three shanties, which was really pissing me off because I kept thinking of the same things. But I wanted to complete some of the Templar missions that were in there. That parkour <laughs> stuff was fun because the houses weren't so spread out, but most of the islands are shanties. It's like the game's based on parkour, parkour, but you can't do parkour. So you're just walking around with these terribly, terrible controls. Basically, my take on Black Flag is for well, our finally, Road to You're wrapping up. <laughs> <laughs> is that the early Assassin's Creed's might have been fun, but they stuck with the same formula for so long that I'm really excited about moving on to Syndicate and. Well, it's going to be the same origins and odyssey that would change it up a little bit. And I know syndicate and unity is terribly reviewed. I'm interested to see how that plays because black flag is highly reviewed, but I feel like they're going to be the same game. So we'll see how it goes. Anyway, I think that's all I, I got. That's all you got. Weren't you playing something else that you were excited to talk about? I could have sworn you were. Oh, the other week I was playing Jurassic world. Oh yeah. 150 seconds. What you got? So for anybody playing, <laughs> the other thing I've been playing is Jurassic World. I've been playing a lot of that lately. I just jumped back into it because we're between games and I had the chance to jump into something I hadn't played in a while. 
And Jurassic World is something I loved as something someone who grew up playing like Zoo Tycoon and Dino Tycoon. I found the new Jurassic Park game to be really compelling and really interesting, but it was lacking a bunch of key things. And jumping back into it now after their big updates that have come out all year ending in December, there's a Jurassic Park update where you go to the original island. There's probably close to 100 dinosaurs now in this game. There's bathrooms now. There weren't I can't bathrooms. Even name 100 dinosaurs. It, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> And they all have different needs, so many different buildings. You can build the original Jurassic Park Jeep track around your, your fences and enclosures now. There's so many different updates and, and things that happen within the game. And it's just the controls on this game on, a, on console are perfect. Whereas most games that are strategy games or tycoon games don't work well with the controller. This game works perfectly. And anybody who played Jurassic World and gave it a chance and were like, eh, it's okay or loved it, or even didn't like it and thought it needed a lot of work, I encourage you, if you like these kind of games, to jump back into it, because it really is on console. I think the only way to experience a game like this, and even on PC, it really does feel like you're playing, uh, owning a Jurassic Park. And I think it's it's really underrated as one of the best movie games I've ever played. Wow, big statements, big statements. Better than... The Lion King for Super Nintendo? That game's impossible to beat, and so yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about Aladdin for Super Nintendo? I never had a Super Nintendo. I had the Genesis, but Aladdin in general is just fucking fantastic. So no, it's, both... it's not better than Aladdin. Which one does he throw apples in? Both. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure he throws apples in both. I he definitely it... collects apples in Sega. I think in one you have a sword and one you throw apples. <laughs> do you not sword in the Super Nintendo version? I guess in Super Nintendo you do not have a sword. <laughs> <laughs> but Aladdin's fantastic. So I, I don't think so. I can't think of any other movie games right now. I'm sure if I really <laughs> put it down. Goldeneye, Predator. <laughs> I guess Prince of Persia is the best movie game if you count movies that came after the game. <laughs> cool. Should I talk about a game I've been playing? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Start my start my timer here. Boom. <laughs> Timer's going. <laughs> uh, so after we finished Final Fantasy, I think I mentioned to you I've been kind of like a paralysis if I wasn't sure what to play next. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I ended up buying I farted. <laughs> Dock my time. <laughs> um, I ended up buying Final Fantasy X. And I've been having a lot of fun revisiting that. I forgot that that's really like, that is my Final Fantasy. I know a lot of people love 7, but 10 is just so good. <laughs> um, and it's just been really nice to revisit everything. Um, I'm currently at like the Kilika Islands. I'm only like four hours in, but it's been really nice to revisit. And it's weird to see like all the story beats and everything and how well I remember them, even though I haven't thought about them in so long. Uh, so it's been nice. I don't, love Titus as a voice actor. He's really annoying. It's like a wonder years thing going on. That I'm really <laughs> not vibing with. It feels very dated, but yeah, I'm really enjoy really enjoying it and I'm going to keep at it. Um, you don't find it too dated at all. You're not annoyed with any of that. You know, it feels a little bit dated, just like the running around map, but the battles themselves, no, they don't feel dated at all. In fact, like as far as turn-based combat goes, it feels great. I forgot that, you have your three active party members, but you can quick switch in new party members at any time during the fight. That's so cool. really you have your full roster at all times. And I actually forgot about that. And it is really fun to add that element into it as well. Um, where like, I'm trying to filter all six guys in 
per fight just to make sure everyone gets XP <laughs> to level up my spear grid, my sphere grid. So yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm going to keep playing that, but that's really all I've been playing other than a little bit of last of us, which we're going to be talking about next week. Absolutely. Excited about that. I've been, been itching to talk about that on the podcast. Yeah, I was excited to revisit it, but we'll, we'll talk about that next week. Yep. All right. So I guess that's it for now. Until next week, we're going to be talking about The Last of Us on PlayStation 4, the remastered version. Should we encourage people to to maybe send an email in? I think that we'll, we're not going to get any, but, like, you know, let's just see. Sure. Anyone wants to share their memories of The Last of Us or anything like that, you know? If you guys have any memories of The Last of Us you'd like to talk to us about, like us to talk about on the podcast, email us at twoplaybrospodcast at gmail.com. Let us know specifically what part of the game that you remember most you want us to talk about or what you'd like us to bring up. And we'll absolutely talk about that on the podcast. Or just let us know your impressions of the game and, you know, we'll we'll share them. Let's let's really get a feel for how people feel. Absolutely. This is this is the deep dive episodes are a conversation about game, a, a specific game. So. The more people that get into that, the better and the more information we have and the more content we have, the better. For so, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'll probably I'll probably take to Reddit as well and just, you know, check in, check in with some gamers on Reddit. See if they have <laughs> any impressions that they want to share with the world outside of Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I know we've said it before, but I uh, eventually we will start streaming. At least I'll start streaming some of these games on either Mixer or Twitch and, and sharing my experiences while I play the games with you guys. Probably more the multiplayer games than the single player games, but. You, I think you'll start to see us more active on those kind of medias as well. You never know. That's right. So for two player bros, I'm Mike and that's Dave. Have He's a good a night. Son of a bitch. <laughs> see you later. <laughs>